Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. episode of Oh, Why Won't You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could uh, uh, decide to meet up with me on a date and not show up. And if you tried again, I would answer. (laughs) (laughs) My guest today is a writer and host of Thirst Aid Kid, a podcast about celebrity lust and sexual desire. The show just wrapped their weekly run in September. It's Nicole Perkins! (laughs) Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me and having me on. I'm really thrilled. (laughs) I'm very excited to, like, get into it. So, like, before we even started, you were like, I deleted dating apps. What is going on? Tell me about it. Okay, so... Obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't know if you mm-hmm. realize that. But, yeah. um, you know, at first I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to reach out, you know, use the dating apps. Maybe this would be the, the time when these men actually learn how to communicate <laughs> and learn how to text and learn how to sext, um, which is very important to me. But they still were just very lopsided in the conversation. It was still me asking stuff to the point where I felt like I was interviewing someone and I interview people a lot already. I don't want to interview (laughs) uh, my dates. So that was a problem. And then even when I got on like the app for kinky people, it was still then kind of just too aggressively boring still. Ah. It was, you know, it was like, hi. Wait, which app? Is it FetLife? Field. F-E-E-L-D. Yeah. Okay. And 
you know, you get on there and they're like, yeah, I think I can satisfy your needs of what you're looking for. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, well, I like sexting. I want, you know, I like dirty talk. And then they're just, they give me some like Harlequin ass shit because they think that that's what women <laughs> want. And I'm like, no, you can, you can actually use the words pussy and dick. Like, you don't have to tell me that you're going to touch my center. I don't, you like. No! <laughs> Wait, did you really have someone say, I'm going to touch your center? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, that doesn't sound hot. It sounds like a threat. It's like, I'm going to touch the center of your core. It's like, you're going to kill me? You're going to stab <laughs> me? I don't want to be stabbed <sighs> with a dick. Now, I will say that there were some you know, exchanges that were fruitful. Um, But then I got to a point where I was just like, it's still too much work on my end for something that is is not good enough for me. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to do this whole wellness thing. And um, I just deleted all the apps because I was like, I need my peace. This is the Mm -hmm. time that I need peace. And trying to worry about uh, how am I going to keep this conversation flowing is not something that's bringing me peace. So fuck all these dudes, fuck all these apps right now. <laughs> and I just deleted them. And it's also been a time saver because when I get bored, mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling and swiping and scrolling and swiping. And I don't do that anymore. So. All right. Well, which apps did you have? You had Fields or Fields? Field, yeah, Fields, Tinder, and Bumble. Okay. I mean, I truly oscillate between deleting the apps, staying on the apps. And within like the last couple of weeks, I was like, why not just start talking to people? And I agree with you with people being aggressively fucking boring. So I matched with this guy on Hinge and on his profile, he said, you should not go out with me if, and then his answer was, you're easily offended, especially by words. So I responded, which ones? And then he says, not any specific words, just in general, LOL. I said, oh, dang, that would have been a perfect opportunity for you to say something fully wild. He said, oh, damn, you're right. I miss a lot of opportunities. I said, you missed it again. (laughs) So what are like the four most offensive words? And he goes, oh, my God, I'm awful. Mm, Cunt, the F word, the N word and not sure. LOL. And I said, I think you got him. And then he was like. I don't think kind of is such a big deal. And I was like, I don't care about it. And I was like, I was going to give you shit for not spelling out the words, but I decided not to. And then he was like, but you should have. And that was it. And I was like, this is the most boring conversation. If I say, what words do you think are offensive? Just say the words that you think are offensive. Otherwise, take that off your profile because it just seems like you're a weird pussy who's like, uh, everyone's offended by things. I'm like, then tell me what you think is offensive. Yes, they put all this shit on their profile, like they're really gonna like, you know, um, blow your mind. And then you push them on it. And they're just like, LOL. Yes. No, don't LOL everything. Just talk. It's so frustrating. And then I was like, also, you're gonna LOL at me? You're grown up. You're 20. I think he was 29, 30. I closed my phone. But I'm like, I don't just say words. Say all say words to me. It's so fucking frustrating. Yes. So I have this thing that I do. Well, I ask a guy, what is your most favorite or most memorable compliment that one of your exes has given you? And this is not for me to like find out about their exes, but it's like what they I'm interested in what they remember 
um, how they're going to try to showcase themselves to me. And three, if they just think, if they give me what they think I want to hear. So sometimes mm. the guy will be like, um, they always tell me that I'm really nice and I pay attention, which is nice and sweet. Um, and then sometimes the guy is like, uh, I was the first person to give her an orgasm. And I'm like, she's lying. But OK, I'm glad that you <laughs> remember that. Oh, they do go on to say something like, um, I've always been really supportive and I'm good in bed. So they give me like a mix of that kind of stuff. Um, but it's always very telling to me their responses one way or another because you know i know that somebody had to give you a compliment what was it because sometimes guys are also like oh i don't really remember i'm like okay well then that means nobody's complimented you and you were probably terrible and unworthy of some compliments so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's my my little experiment that i how would you answer that question okay so i answer i usually say I'm going to give you my second favorite compliment, which is um, I smell good or, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. And then, you know, they'll be like, well, what was your first? And I'll say something back like, well, I don't want to put this idea in your mind just because in case you actually get to experience that, then you can say the compliment truthfully and it hasn't been implanted in your brain. Now... Some guys, if they are witty and clever and smart and they know how to flirt and they're charming, they know how to come back from that and do a little, you know, get the dance started. Other guys are just kind of like, LOL, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm looking for the guy who's going to be like, oh, well, I hope I do get the chance to find out what that first compliment is or something uh-huh. like that. You know, I want a little banter. I want, you know, give me some... I don't know, North by Northwest kind of banter. That's what I'm looking for, you know, when we're doing these little chat conversations. But don't you get worried that, like, if they're good at texting or good at banter, that when you meet, that spark might not be there and then you put in a lot of work for nothing? Yeah, that's always a possibility. But at least they put they are also putting in some work, you know, by being charming and yeah. stuff like that. So that that feels better. If I'm the one that's trying to carry the conversation... I have very low expectations. But if he's been, you know, given as good as he got, then I feel more like, okay, we can we can go head to head. This this will be an interesting drink or two. I also I've been talking to this other guy and we have gone back and forth in like chunks of dialogue and it's like fine. I'm not like wowed by it, but I was like, I know we're in a pandemic, but like we can meet in a park with a mask on and drink some wine. So like I was very much against this in the middle, in the beginning of the pandemic. I have now since uh, done a ton of social distance hangs with friends. I've been to protests. I've been in a mask. I haven't, I've been tested more times than I can count and I haven't gotten it. So I was like, I think what I'm doing is working, which is social distancing and masking. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, if, I think I'm ready to like meet somebody in a open space and talk to them. But nobody I've been talking to has like re- like said let's meet up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't ask people out anymore. I decided like last year I was like okay, people have to chase me because me chasing people isn't working. I just this like going back and forth is so exhausting and I don't know how to be like I I don't want to talk to you anymore unless we go out. Right. Okay. So I understand that challenge as well, because a lot of times I think these guys are waiting for 
a clear signal that they can ask you out, you know? Um, so I don't know. I mean, not that you ask for advice, but I would just be like, oh, this, this would be a really good day for us to like hang out in the park or some, I mean, that's not asking him out, but it's still just kind of like putting it out there. And if he grabs onto it, if he says, well, do you want to meet up later? We can blah, 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 blah. That's how he should respond. But he's probably, if he, you know, if he's scary, um, as we say back home, then he might just still be like, oh yeah, it would be, huh? Or, I don't know. Like he would, you know, kind of push you to the side. And if he does that little dance to the side, then I think you can, I think it's fair for you to be like, you know, maybe the next time you talk to be like, well, I was hoping this would go someplace and it doesn't seem like it's really doing that. So maybe we should just call this one and I wish you good luck. See, you're nice. I just stop talking to people. I don't, I'm like, I don't know if you don't ask me out and uh, like, I don't owe you anything. We just like, we've been back and forth for a week. Uh, I, oh, don't I, I definitely ghost, but I thought that this was somebody that you kind of were into. No, I think they're attractive. Um, I think, I don't know. It's pictures. They seem interesting. They text in chunks. So I'm like, I think you could hold a conversation. So that's why I was like, oh, I think I'm into this. But I'm like, if you, I guess what I'm saying is like, in the past, I've chased people. It hasn't worked out. So I'm like, I would like to be chased. He's not chasing. So I think I have to let it go. Yes, fair. That's also another reason that I deleted the apps because I was not giving I was not being given the level of care that I would like at this point in my life. You know, the hookup stuff is fine. Uh, it does serve a purpose. It has, um, you know, benefited me greatly <laughs> for mm-hmm. a long time. But I think the pandemic has definitely highlighted that I would like somebody that I am saying I love you to before the end of the night when I go to sleep. I would like, you know, somebody that... Um, I can send to the bodega, you know, by by himself or whatever, um, that kind of thing. And so I think I saw this uh, tweet a while ago that was like, you know, thank God for situationships that um, don't confuse casual with, I think, I can't remember, but like that knows that a casual situation can be caring as well. And so mm-hmm. that has stayed in my head and that just because we're very casual, uh, we're doing maybe a light friends with benefits kind of thing, doesn't mean that we can, you know, make time to meet and then you just not show up or you not respond to texts and think it's okay. Like I'm still a human being with feelings and I have set aside time for you. Acknowledge that and be respectful of that. And if you can't meet when we say that we're going that we were going to meet, then just let me know. But like the constant ghosting after we've made plans is a problem to me. And I no longer want that in my life. And I want someone uh, to treat me, like I said, with care and softness. Um, You know, the situation with Breonna Taylor and so many different people's reactions to it just kind of magnified this fact that I don't really have anybody other than family and friends treating me with softness and care. And I would like somebody who I'm fucking to be careful with me and to be, you know, protective of me and the relationship that we have. And I was not getting that from hookups and situationships. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm going to take a break. Um, This is not meaning that I'm not, like, if the situation wasn't right, I still would, like, go out and find somebody to fuck or whatever. But it's still just like, I'm, I think I've become more determined to find somebody to date seriously 
at this point, if it's possible, if I can find anybody, because it is hard out here. <laughs> yeah, it is very, very hard in these streets. I think that's what I'm looking for, too. I would like one person to fuck one person who like loves me. And I think about like moving in with someone a lot. And I'm like, where would they put any of their stuff? And then I was talking to my therapist about it. And she's like, why have you jumped to moving in with someone when there is nobody? And I'm like, girl, that is too real. (laughs) Can we stand back a little bit and let me have a fantasy? (laughs) Um, But she's like, don't worry about that till it's time to worry about it. And I'm like, okay. I use one of the little therapy apps. And so my therapist was like, do you have a list of what you're looking for? And I'm like, of course I've got a list. That doesn't mean I'm getting it. That doesn't mean that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that anybody out there is, I know someone is not going to, you know, match everything on my list, but it would be nice if it was like at least the top 10 attributes that I have, like a collection of those, that would be great. I did an insane thing with my friend Marcy a couple weeks ago. I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast yet though. So we record this 90 day fiance podcast. Uh, it's on Patreon. If you want to like going on, I want to, but uh, so we were talking and I was like, I honestly think I've been saying October is going to be when things turn around. I think I've been right so far, but uh, I was like, I think the back end of this year is going to be good for a lot of people. And I think we all need to like manifest it because that's how I think things happen. I've manifested a lot of shit in my life. And I think people should, instead of looking at the downside of shit, just be like, well, what is the positive? What can I, you know, pull out of this shit? But we were talking and I was like, okay, Marcy, I want you to write down everything you want in a partner. I will do the same thing. Let's put them in envelopes and then address them. (laughs) And we address them to our future partner. Um, And then I said, uh, the address was just like, one, two, three, anywhere you live, (laughs) Lane, (laughs) Los Angeles, California. Then I picked the zip code I wanted him to live in, which was just mine because I'd like him to be close. And then we went to the actual post office and mailed them. Like We put real stamps on them. No. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it was like really stupid, really dumb, but it made me laugh so hard. And then as soon as we like put them in the mailbox, a nice unhoused friend walked over and Marcy was like, he's here. And he was like super hot. So I was like, I mean, if he's nice, I don't see why not. But then he started screaming at somebody and I said, okay, maybe, maybe he's not for me. But uh, (laughs) I don't know. I was just like, I think the point was, I was like, I want to keep putting out in the world what I want. So the world hears me and sends me what I want. I do the same thing. I I definitely believe in manifesting shit. I'm slightly witchy. Um, you know, I have my little candles and my conditioning oils that I use and stuff like that. And I realized that I had been acting from a place of lack, right? So I was just like, oh, I'm so lonely. I don't have anyone. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. And I was still not getting that. And then when I changed my language and changed my thinking into to being like, I'm so glad that I have this. I'm I'm just going to, I can't wait till I get this apartment. I can't wait until I get this job. I am so grateful that I have this job, that kind of thing. And I started acting like it was already done. That's when I started to get stuff. So I live in New York and I moved here in January, 2017. I went through a lot of like, couch hopping and subleases and stuff like that. And I just kept saying, 
I want an apartment that's bright and sunny with two bedrooms. I don't know how it's going to happen, but that's what I'm going to get. And that's what I'm in right now is my two bedroom sunny apartment in Brooklyn that is still ridiculously expensive. And I don't know how I pay for it, but it's still just like here, this is what I got. So I felt the same. I had the same epiphany that you're talking about with dating like just a couple of weeks ago because I was just like, I'm so tired of being lonely. And I kept getting the loneliness. And then I was just like, okay, I'm ready. Wherever you are, I'm ready. Come through. And I've just kind of like calmed down on the loneliness, that, you know, and, and all of that. I do. I definitely feel like more people are ready to, I don't know that everybody's going to come out of the pandemic ready to commit or anything, but I definitely think more people are like, holy shit, being alone fucking sucked for that long. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if there's a way that the next pandemic, I'll have somebody with me and maybe it'll be easier to deal with. So in career stuff, I've done a pretty, I, I'm doing okay in my career. And I guess like the way I think about it is, here's what I want. If it happens tomorrow, great. If it happens six months from now, great. If it happens a year from now, great. If it happens three years from now, whatever. And then I think when I approach dating, I'm like, now, mm -hmm. that's when I want it. And now, but I think I have to like really get in my mind that like, shit's gonna happen when shit fucking happens. And there's no way that I can control it. And I have to just like, let it be. And then, you know, when the pandemic is over, truly, I hope that people, I like what you said, I hope people are ready and they want to invest their time in somebody. Because I think before the pandemic, people were like, whatever, who cares? Uh, you know, I'll see somebody else tomorrow, whatever. And then pandemic hit. And I think a lot of people are being responsible and not seeing as many people as they were. But you know what? Maybe they are. I would love to talk to someone who's like, oh, I've been fucking every day of the pandemic. I got COVID <laughs> twice. Like, I would love to speak to that person. But I think for the most part, people have been taking a back seat to dating. Yeah. It's just really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, um... Like I said, you know, talking to some guys over the course of this summer on the chat has led to some socially distanced dates and things. And wait, <laughs> have you fucked during the pandemic? Yes. Did you wear a mask? Not during. <laughs> Did you kiss? No. <laughs> okay. So you're following the rules that like New York City has put out for people. They're like, use a glory hole, uh, do doggy style, don't kiss. <laughs> yes. But I mean, you know, he ate my coochie. So it might as well have been like him kissing me, I think maybe. I don't know. Mm, I don't think you can get COVID through your pussy. <laughs> I don't think so, unless like maybe he like blows in your like vaginal but, hole like, and then <laughs> the exchange of fluids some kind of way. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think you can get it that way. Spit to coochie juice? No, I don't think so. Okay, that's good. But I'm a hundred percent sure they haven't researched that because everyone's like, "Fuck women, who cares?" I, right, right. And you know, so far so good. I'm still I haven't had it, and I you know whatever. But there there was a point where I was just like, I need somebody that like to talk to face to face mm -hmm. and then we can see what it do. And we did. So, Oh yes. my God, how do I get my fucking pussy ate? 
That seems nice and safe. I've been truly <laughs> Googling glory holes because I'm like, I will back that ass up to a glory hole and let somebody eat me out or just like, fuck me. Like I'm at that point. I am so horny. It is fully upsetting. I just bought a thrusting vibrator that doesn't fucking work. Oh. So I wanted a fuck machine, but they're like $600 and they're very cumbersome. And I was like, I don't know if I could set this up on my bed. I think I'd have to like go get a massage table or something. And I was like, I don't have, I don't have the space. So I bought this like, they were like, it's the state of the art thrusting vibrator that you can hold. But then if you put it in you, it just moves but doesn't thrust in you. Right. Yes. I have one of those joints, like it's a pulsating thing or something. Right. And it's, it's, it doesn't do what you need it to do. And also it doesn't, I don't, it just doesn't get as deep as you need it. As a person. (laughs) It's so depressing. I was like, Oh my God, if this was attached to a person, this would be great, but it wasn't. No, but for people who are really into just clitoral stimulation, I can I recommend? Uh, uh, sure, okay. please. It's a vibe by this group called Maud. Okay. M A U D E, and it's not a group, but like that's the website or the brand. And it's a small, it's um kind of like a cone shaped thing. It's like a clitoral sucker. No, 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 no. It's just a straight vibe, just straight vibrator. So the little vibrator, it doesn't look like it's gonna be nothing. And it only has three speeds, but it's so ergonomical. <laughs> like, okay. Um, and I really don't need to take it off that first, you know, the lowest speed. It's so good. I love it. But I do have one of those clitoral suckers. I got it off Amazon. And Tracy's dog? Yes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Tracy's dog. I think it's. So Tracy's dog sent me another vibrator. So it's a uh, G-spot vibrator with a pulse on the G-spot part. Oh. And the shaft vibrates. So I use... So <laughs> my pussy sounds like a, like a helmet because I use that. <laughs> and then I use a Hitachi magic wand at the same time. So <laughs> that's how horny I am that I have to use... Two vibrators, two very powerful vibrators, and uh, that's about that's it. And then sometimes I'll use my Tracy's dog and then get into that. It's it's like a whole thing now. It's a uh, oh wow. I had yeah. It's a uh, let's see two, three, four toys in my nightly rotation right now. <laughs> I need to get fucked so bad. It's like depressing. It's like I'm gonna have to take a bag of toys to bed. Oh, man, I just finished my period. And so I use one of my vibrators to like, you know, you kind of help push out the rest of the sure, yeah. that comes out. But I was just like, I I also just want to get fucked. Just it soothes my mind, you know? Yes, it's, it's nice. <laughs> and then like after you come, you're just like kind of elated and you're happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just want to be happy again. <laughs> yes. I have been um smoking too much. Uh weed? Yeah. And I miss high sex cuz high sex mm. is really it's really good. Drunk sex drunk sex is okay, but uh I'm always like afraid that I'm, my stomach is going to squish around too much and then oh. I'll throw up or something. But oh, I like drunk sex. I think it's fun to be messy 
And then in the morning when you're like kind of sobering up, you're like, again? You're like, yeah. You're like, okay. Was it good? That's my favorite. Yeah, I don't. Drunk sex is okay. I like to get a little loose, but I think that I sober up in the middle of it. And then I kind of. Oh, no. Yeah. So. Well, we need to take a quick break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up. And Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. So, okay, on your podcast, you talk about being like openly thirsty have you had any suitors, any gentleman callers listen to your podcast and ask you about it? Uh, yes. So um, there was this one guy that I messed around with for about a year. Um, I nicknamed him the hippie. I I thoroughly enjoyed him and he would listen to it and he would put like his friends onto it, which I really appreciated. But he never. That's nice. Yeah. And I actually I did sneak him into uh, we do drabble drabbles. So we do like these little fan fiction things with the people that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And so I did sneak him into uh, one at some point or like the idea of him into that, you know, one at one point. But then there was this other guy who I met on. Where did I meet him? I think I met him on Tinder. And, you know, he came over and he saw this, you know, I'm all of my like paraphernalia that said Thursday kit. And he's like, what is that? And I told him. And then he went to, you know, he listened to it and stuff. Um, and then the next time he came over, he was like really into, you know, he was trying to look all around and stuff. And he's like, is this where the magic happens? Is this where you record Thursday kit? It's really good. And then Men always act surprised when they listen to the podcast and they enjoy it, um, which is kind of offensive, but they don't realize that. They think that they're Not giving. Not kind of. It is fully offensive when men are like, you're actually funny. And I'm like, actually, 
what do you, I don't need the qualifier. Shut the fuck up. Leave right, me alone. Right. So, you know, he did all that and he just kept talking about it. And even, you know, eventually through text, he was asking me about it. And then the pandemic hit. And like right before the city went into lockdown, we fucked one more time. And the sex was okay. He was just something, he was very focused on how many times I came and if I came and stuff like that. He was very like, <laughs> mechanical with it it was you know whatever but okay pandemic hit we fucked then time passed and maybe like in the middle of it he texted and he was like hey i'm going back to work do you think we could have a threesome with thirst aid kit and i said what and he was asking if me and my co-host and him could have a threesome wow yes and i was like what what makes you think that that's okay to ask me? Because I've never presented anything like that. I've never talked about that. Whatever. He was like, oh, I just thought I'd ask. Wow. How wild. Yeah. It, I felt really uncomfortable and immediately blocked him. And like I was like, he has become some kind of groupie. And I don't want to fuck a groupie, um, you know? It's funny, though, because he truly didn't know what the podcast was. Then was like, oh, wow, I discovered this amazing thing. So how can I keep this amazing thing in my life the way I want it? Where it's like, he's like the Christopher Columbus of podcasts. He was like, <laughs> I discovered this and I'm going to take it as mine. And it's like, bitch, it existed before you. It exists after you. Oh, man, that was terrible. Um, and he would say stuff like, I hope you're not going to talk about this in an episode. And I'm like, no, in the way that clearly he wanted he was, me to yes, talk. Yes, of course. Yes. I'm like, no. And he would ask, did I tell my friends about him? And I was like, no. You know, and I'm, I have very clear boundaries with guys that are just strictly hookups or strictly just like human dildos. And I will hurt their feelings because I'm like, don't think that you are important to me just because you're here and you are a man. And so when they ask me stuff like that, do you talk about me to your friends? I was like, no, there's really nothing to talk about. And I, I will hurt your feelings that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of guys, they, I've had a couple of guys tell me they're intimidated by me because I am so open about talking about sex and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I think that they think that I'm expecting them to be a human fuck machine and just to like, serve me all the time. And well, there is some element of that <laughs> in a relationship with me. Um, I'm actually, you know, really gooey and soft inside. Like once you get past those boundaries that I have up and, you know, again, sometimes men just don't want to do the work to find that. Mm -hmm. So on your podcast, you talk about thirsting over mans. Who's one of the like the people you've had on the podcast that you're like, this is wild. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so Jason Manzoukas, mm -hmm. we had him on the show, and we watched his Nailed It episode. So that was <laughs> um, well, his first one. But um, he was so charming and funny, and whatever. the energy between him and my co-host, Bim, was fantastic, because she's the one that, like, led the crush on him. Mm -hmm. But... There's no, there, all of them have been really great and sweet and, you know, fun to talk to. There was never anyone who was just kind of ridiculous or did anything that was too outlandish. But I think talking to Chris Evans mm -hmm. when he was on the set of 
those last Avengers movies. He was on set and he took the call to us while he was on his lunch break or whatever. So that was like, I think that was the wildest thing that I could not (laughs) get over. And then later when it was our one year anniversary, he did a little video for us and he was just like, yeah, he was like, you know, this is one of my favorite interviews. And next time I'm in New York, um, we can go out and get some drinks. And he winked at us. (laughs) (laughs) and i showed the guy that i had been messing with the hippie the video and he got kind of tight he was like so are you gonna (laughs) go on a drink with this dude and i was like well of course i'm gonna go on a drink with fucking chris evans um he was like, yeah, I, that wink is really serious, huh? I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, that's really sweet that you think Chris Evans might be interested in me, but mm-hmm. <laughs> come on, relax. That's funny, though, because men get kind of funny when, like, they're like, wait, somebody else might like you? And it's like, yeah, I'm a fucking woman. Any Anybody might like me. And <laughs> I'll leave you. I'll leave you. So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> if I found somebody nice... I think I would stay with the. I don't fucking know. Who knows anymore? Ugh. I also keep running into people who are in like open relationships and they're like, I have a primary partner, but you know, we're looking for, I'm looking for a nice time. And I'm like, I don't, y'all get on your own apps. Just get out of here. Right. So at first I was kind of into dating men who are in polyamorous relationships because I was like, I don't have to worry about them getting attached because they can just go home to their primary partner and it's all good. Um, But then I discovered, and this is obviously just my experience, that men in open relationships are not good lovers. Hmm. Um, (laughs) They are, they think they are, but they are not in that way. That's, that's really what makes it sad. They think that they're really good, but they're not. Um, they're oh. not very satisfying. So Interesting. I wonder what that is. Maybe they're just like giving it all to their primary partner, though. That can't be it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know uh, why that would be. I mean, I have. I don't think I've slept with anybody who's in an open relationship. Just somebody who was in a closed relationship and didn't tell me. Mm. <laughs> I have some tiny sub. Um, our relationship is very inconsistent, but I don't know anything about his personal life. But it's very clear that he is in a relationship where his partner does not know what he's doing on the side and his time is very limited and all this kind of stuff. And he's always very careful about how he talks about his home life. And I'm just like, I told him, I don't want any drama if your wife or whoever finds out about this. And he still never acknowledged that he was married or whatever, but he was like, okay, that, you know, there, I promise you nothing will come to your door. I'm like, okay. Boy, I I can't imagine having a partner and then not telling that partner that I wanted to sleep with other people and then doing it because I'm busy. Being sneaky seems like another job I would have to have. So it's like in between recording podcasts, I have to like slip out of my house to go fuck somebody else and not let them know and then get home and fucking do a voiceover or whatever I have to do. Like, that's insane. It is a lot of work to sneak around and to like 
then your partner is asking you, why are you taking a shower in the middle of the day when you just took a shower this morning? You know, shit like that. If they're pretty observant or, you know. That would never occur to me. I'd be like, ooh, you try to get real clean. <laughs> no. Like if they if they left and they came back and immediately took a shower and they hadn't gone running or some shit, it wasn't to like it go work out. It would never cross my mind. I am not... I don't think I'm very observant. I'd just be like, okay, another shower. I'd be like, maybe he's trying to tell me something. I should take a shower. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also just me coming from like, uh, you know, a traumatized point of view from having been cheated on and seeing these signs after the fact. Um, so it may mm. very well just be somebody who was like, oh, no, I just feel really sweaty and sticky from being outside. No, so- I mean, you're probably right. If they come home and they're like shifty eyed and uh, trying to get in the shower real quick and not like not trying to hug me or whatever. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, you don't want to touch me because you're dirty. Like, I mean, that's what I would be like. But now I'd be like, "Ooh, OK, maybe you're cheating on me. <laughs> I don't want to put, make anybody suspicious who is not naturally suspicious. No, this is this is good for when I get into a relationship and he showers too much. I go, excuse me, are you cheating on me? <laughs> I was watching um, this documentary on that man who murdered his wife and kids and took them to his job and put them in a tank. Do you what? know about that? No, what the <laughs> fuck? I can't remember his name, but this man, so his wife was like hanging out with a friend or something and she dropped her off like super late and then her friend was like did you get in okay and then she never answered because she wasn't okay her husband was busy murdering her and her kids and then I think it was like an oil refinery or something I don't know what kind of tank he put them in but the so her friend called the cops to be like my friend's not answering so the cops arrived at his house right after he like disposed of the bodies and on tape he's just like hey what's up guys um I don't, I'm not sure where I, like, it's, oh my God. It's very much like a dude coming home cheating where you're like, where were you? He's like, uh, I'm not who was anywhere. I don't know. That's just what it reminded me of. Uh, and honestly, if I was an officer, I'd be like, oh no, checks out. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a terrible cop. I'd be like, I don't know. He said he didn't do it. So like we move on. Oh man. Now I can't stop thinking about this man killing his, why? Yeah, and- it's depressing. My roommate <laughs> loves to watch like 2020 or Dateline, like anything where someone's been murdered. He's like, Mm-mm, let's get into it. And it's, it's a little depressing because a lot of these husbands be out here killing and I'm like looking for a husband. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so can I ask you when, um, you know, in the before times and you have a roommate and you would have company over, would you be worried about sounds escaping the bedroom? No. Um, the walls are rather thick in my, like, I, I never hear him and his partner having sex. And then also I don't really bring people to my house. I go to their house. Mm-hmm. I just don't want, like my house is my happy place. Mm-hmm. I don't want you fucking up my happy place. I don't want to like think about you in my bed. Yeah. And then you, like, leave those memories at their home. Yeah, I get that. And I very much am, like, I don't like to overstay my welcome, I'll leave. So that's just how I am. I feel like people aren't that respectful when they come to your house. Mm -hmm. Because you'll be, like, ready for somebody to fucking leave. And they're just staring at you. And you're, like, get up, put on shoes, put one foot in front of the other, and get the fuck up out of here. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, that's part of why I tell these guys beforehand. I'm like, I don't let anybody spend the night. So, 
if you're going to come over, make sure that you're able to leave, you know. Mm -hmm. The only people that I will allow to spend the night are guys who really, really put it down and I want to continue it, continue the Mm. relationship and like get some horny sex as well. And that is very rare. It is very rare. I do not let them spend the night at all. Mm. I once had someone come to my house like I've had like three people come to my house. I won't say like nobody ever comes, but uh, I was like, "Do you want to stay over?" And they were like, "No, I have to go." And I said, "Okay, bye." And they were like, "Oh," <laughs> and I very much was like, "Oh, you wanted me to beg you? I'm not doing that. Get up, leave." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like the fucking leave then. Like I asked once, you said no, so now you gotta get to step a bitch. <laughs> uh. Oh, poor thing. Yeah, dating is truly, it's hard because you're trying to like, everyone's been raised a different way. Yeah. So everyone has different ways of living and then you're trying to mix those ways of living. And then sometimes it mixes nice and well, but other times you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, I don't understand anything that you you do or say. Yeah, I um, I am generation X, right? And I end up, dating or hooking up with a lot of millennial dudes. Sometimes like as much of a 10 year difference between us. And there are very clear lines of demarcation where our communication skills fall apart um, because of how they communicate, how I communicate and the things that I take to mean as significant or not as significant and that they do take as significant or whatever. Like we're just on opposites of stuff. And I am constantly having to relearn communication when I deal with them. And um, that's another, I'm just kind of tired of that. I would not to say that I'm, I just want somebody who is my age and knows exactly this, you know, that we have the same experience, but I am just kind of, I'm just kind of over trying to be like, okay, he hasn't texted in, you know, a day. Are we over? Or is that just him being really busy? You know, that kind of thing. So Yeah, I don't know why the men of my generation are so bad at communication. So I've had conversations with people where I'm like, you have, if I text you, you have to text me back. Like you just, you have to, you pick up your phone. It's always in your hand. So I know you see it. Right. Right. But I did turn off the notifications on my phone because I watched this uh, podcast. No, I watched a podcast. I watched a documentary called The Social Dilemma. You should watch it. It's on fucking Netflix. It is horrific. It explains to you, like, why we're, like, addicted to our phones and, like, why notifications give you dopamine and shit. And, like, they've designed it for you to always be on it. So I took the notifications off my phone. But I still respond to people in, you know a good amount of time. I don't know. I just, everybody's bad. Yeah. It's, um, I don't have any notifications on my phone except for texts and delivery apps. Ah. Um, so So I I took the text notifications off and it's been liberal, 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 liberating. Oh my God. Words are hard. (laughs) Uh, can we talk about PCOS real quick? Yes, sure. This is polycystic, Oh, what is it? <laughs> yeah, polycystic ovary syndrome. <laughs> Ooh, wow. So I didn't know it affects one out of fucking 10 women. That's so many fucking women. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it is. 
And maybe I have it. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. The gynecologist would tell me. Yes. Um, It's kind of hard to get diagnosed because, uh, like you kind of talked about a little earlier, people don't pay attention to women's pains and gripes Mm -hmm. and stuff, especially when they're dealing with um, the menstrual cycle. They're just kind of like, oh, well, it's supposed to be miserable, but it's not supposed to be this bad. Um, And so what that means is you have you can get these cysts on your ovaries and then there's like all this stuff that happens and there could be. Um, an increase of testosterone, which is why a lot of women who have PCOS ha- are very hairy. They have a mustache or a lot of chin hair, or they have hair around their nipples, excessive hair around their mm-hmm. nipples and stuff like that. Um, there's also a resistance to insulin. Um, so that means we gain weight um, a lot quicker and inexplicably, or sorry, and inexplicably, um, and it's dif- more difficult to lose that weight. Um, and your periods are all weird and funky. There was a point in my life where I was literally having one period a season, and that's like how I would knew the se- the no the seasons were changing. I'd be like, okay, well, there's my period for spring. You know, wow, <laughs> and it would be like eight days. <laughs> so I mean, eight days, four times a year sounds like a dream. I mean, not when you're in the middle of it, because it's just sure, like, <laughs> sure. Yes, I get it. It's bad. It's painful. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, it can cause some infertility issues. Some women are, um, you know, infertile and they just can't. I don't know. It takes a long time to get your doctors to pay attention to you uh, about it. And you have to go in and just kind of be like, can you check my thyroid? Can you check my hormone levels and all this kind of stuff and just keep talking to them? Because what they're going to do is just prescribe um, birth control pills. And when you get to a point that you no longer want to take pill the pill, then, you know, whatever. Um, I found that the thing that you have to do is just say, hey, I think I want to start having kids can you look at my works here and make sure everything is right? And that's when they take all your shit seriously is when you, when you decide to be a baby factory. That's so fucking wild. Yeah. That sucks so bad. Like you pay, we pay so much for like health insurance, health care. And then they don't listen to you until you're like, I'm ready to become a mommy. Like that's just so stupid. I, I, w- I uh, have you had that interaction with female gynecologists? Yes. So, oh dang. Yeah. Um. There was one woman who just would not listen to me, and I had to be like, I'm. I've had my period since I was twelve. I know what it's supposed to do and what it's not mm-hmm. supposed to do, and I need you to help me figure out what's going on. And so she did do like some hormone tests and all this kind of stuff, and she was like. Your levels are a little high, but, you know, they're not in the area that we need them to be. Maybe you should just lose some weight. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm here partly because I am having this weight gain that I cannot explain, you know. Um, So you telling me to lose this weight doesn't help. Oh, boy. (sighs) That sucks. Yes, it is difficult. And, you know, of course, there are a lot of other like symptoms and stuff like that. People can, you know, do their Googles and look look it up. Um, But if they think that they may have it, if some of the stuff sounds familiar, you can either, like I said, just go in and say, hey, can we check for this? Or you can say, hey, I think I want to start having babies, but Mm -hmm. let's figure out this. 
That sucks so much that you have to say that I'm thinking about having babies for someone to help you. It's depressing. So much of this world is just so fucking depressing. Yeah, man. (laughs) Oh, boy, but what can you do? That's life. Yeah, I just got to live it, I guess. Yeah. So, Nicole, we've come to the end, and I ask all of my guests this. I think I've only missed it like twice, but would you date me? Of course. You're hilarious and cute and smart. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Do you have any advice on how, uh, after the pandemic is done, how I should approach suitors? I think that you need to lob the idea out there. Like if you're talking to somebody and they haven't asked you out yet, just put it out there. Like, you know, oh, wouldn't it be nice to do something this weekend? It's supposed to be nice this weekend. And if they don't grab that and be like, yeah, we should go out, then maybe, you know, move on. But just lob it out without asking. Just lob the idea out there. All right. Well, Nicole, do you have anything that you want to promote? Um, I have my website, NicolePerkins.com, and that is N-I-C-H-O-L-E Perkins.com. Thursday Kit is retired right now, but the episodes are still available and we would love for you to, you know, get your listen on. Um, and, you know, I have a memoir coming out next year, so be looking for that. Ooh, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's called Sometimes I Trip on How Happy We Could Be. Um, it's a line from my favorite Prince song, If I Was Your Girlfriend. Um, but yeah, that's that's what's going Do on. Do you have you can- a date for when that's going to drop or no? No, not yet. Just fall. Early fall. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This was so fun. <laughs> oh, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Ooh, I Won't You Date Me, you can like, you can subscribe, you can leave me a five-star review. And if you write something hitting on me, saying something nasty, I will read it. So this nice person DM'd me on Instagram and said, I only just started listening to Why Won't You Date Me, so I'm still in the early uh, 2019 episodes, and I hope you're still asking for this stuff. I want to stick my foot in your gaping wet pussy and wear you like a slipper. Walk around town with you flip-flopping all over the place and coming at every stoplight. It's funny to wear me like a slipper and then walk in the street because I come at every stoplight. It's an interesting fantasy, and I thank you for sending it. Okay, that's it. Bye-bye. has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.